All right, Slaters, listen up. Before we jump into today's episode, we have a very special announcement to make. All right, everybody, we have released our very first Halloween-themed merch. We spent a lot of time and effort trying to get this thing going. We really want you to enjoy this shirt. It is for our one-year anniversary of our show, guys. And we are kicking it off again with a bang with the 31 days of Halloween. So you won't want to miss it. It's a really cool shirt, very comfy fit, and it supports us. Yeah, it's got our Halloween logo on it, a sick pumpkin monster on the back (laughs) with one of our many slogans and catchphrases. So if you guys want it, you're going to want to DM me at Carson Glenn Phillips Loves You on Instagram or at Daniel Garza at instagram on instagram and at the clean slate underscore podcast those are your three points of contact there just let us know your size and it's gonna be 30 dollars. yep super limited it's gonna go away forever after this so please get it and we might do more shirts in the future so mm-hmm. if this is your you could say i had the first clean slate podcast shirt yeah so. the first drop of merch that we ever released so guys yeah get it because it is never coming back again we're not doing this design anymore we're Ever. gonna look into other things for our brand merch but for now guys this is what we got and it's pretty cool yep all right let's jump into today's episode welcome to the clean slate with your hosts daniel garza and carson phillips providing you with movie news reviews and more Sit back, relax, and don't forget to go to the concessions to get your popcorn and drinks. For your entertainment, this is the Clean Slate Podcast. So we have Extraction 1 and 2 for you guys. Can we just review 2 only? Honestly, I would. We'll just make Extraction 1 really short. We'll briefly talk about the first one, (laughs) because I don't like the first one at all. Okay, so... Tyler Rake, a fearless black market mercenary, embarks on the most deadly extraction of his career when he's enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. Oh, I didn't mess up on that. So, guys, that's pretty much the movie. (laughs) It's written by Joe Russo. Yep. Which is Joe and Anthony both directed it, right? No, it was directed by Sam Hargrave. This is his directorial debut. Yeah. The screenplay was just by Joe. Anthony Russo oh, is producer? credited for having Yeah, he's credited with the story. It's also based off a graphic novel that was written by the Russos. Oh, got it. Okay. So it's kind of interesting stuff going on there. It seems like a lot of um cooks in the kitchen. But directed by Sam Hargrave, this is his directorial debut, which is crazy to have this big of a movie as your directorial debut. So Yeah. Good for him. I don't know what he did to get to that point, but I'm jealous. Um I know. Uh, I remember when this came out, people were talking about how good it was, but I didn't think it was that good. But it was the most watched original film in Netflix history. Really? Well, okay. Yeah, so, so of course we'll get a sequel. Didn't they hold the record for the longest one shot in a movie? I don't know. In the first one? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it's 17 minutes. Maybe, but there's definitely like digital cuts you can totally. Oh yeah, like, so if you look closely. That is my biggest complaint of these movies, besides the horror, horrid. Yeah, be- besides the horrid like plot in this first one, um, the the cuts are pretty tough. Like they're like, rough, especially ni- when they're trying to make it look like a one take. Exactly. So 1917 is really good and they hide their cuts pretty cleanly you can tell when they're doing their cuts but it's smooth 
However, but I think there's actually like longer periods of them shooting in general. Yeah, exactly. I think this feels like shorter periods. I mean, it looks cool. I will say more in the second movie than the first one, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but this first one, I don't know. Just like the special effects were a little iffy. I don't know why we did the waterfall jump thing. Yeah. Was that in the first movie or the second one? That's in the first movie. He's just like, hold my beer. And then he like jumps off a waterfall. Yeah, he's like, I'll be back. <laughs> just we, I don't know. The, the, honestly, my biggest complaint, because these are dumb action movies. I don't expect it right. to be anything more than that. But the first one just has such a dumb plot that I didn't care during the action yeah. sequences. Yeah. Okay, good. I was wondering if it was just me or if I was like becoming a hater of action movies. But like in some of these sequences, I was like, okay. So it, it like there wasn't anything different. It just jumped too close into the action and I didn't care about the kid he was rescuing. Yeah, exactly. That too. Um, that is my biggest complaint with some cool setting i like i like the india underground setting i think that's pretty sweet or bangladesh bangladesh yeah it was a bangladeshian drug lords or whatever cool setting like i think that could be its own movie maybe but so i think this doesn't work for for the most part he it's pretty cut and dry he gets his his mission and he just goes it's really quick like the inciting incident is like in 10 seconds and and then he's just gone and doing it. Um, and that's what kind of like you don't get any build of the character or the life or the world that we're in. You just kind of get no. thrown into it. And it's just very jarring, I think. Um, for me, who is it? There was one scene. Um, what is his name? Uh, Hopper from Stranger Things. Oh, David oh, yeah. Harbour. So he, he is- totally phoned it in yes 100 percent. he's a good actor and he was like i don't give a crap about this movie you can tell 100 percent. so he was you can definitely tell he was just hired on and this was just like a job for him rather than like a passion um and he's a he's a good actor so i don't he just didn't want to be in this movie i don't think right so this movie is two and a half hours and i think it's 45 minutes left of the movie we finally get some backstory of Chris Hemsworth's character. Yeah. Tyler Rake. Tyler Rake. Yeah. And he kills someone with a rake. Yep. He does. That's in the second one. And there's no little wink at the audience that it's a joke even. Oh, wait. Is that the first one or the second one? No, that's in the first one. Both of them have a rake. Yeah. Both of them. Um, So just for me, it was like you don't find out any of the backstory. And when you finally do find out the backstory, you just don't care about it. It's just like. Did you find out? He basically left his son dying of cancer. Yeah. Which in the first movie, I definitely thought it was a daughter. And then in the second movie, it's a son. And I was like, wait a second, did I miss something? It was always a son. Okay. You just missed it somehow. (laughs) Um, To me, it looked like a daughter. It was all that hair. Um, So, yeah, it's just you you don't care at the end of it. The last fighting sequence, I will say, is pretty good. The bridge sequence? Yeah, I enjoyed that. I'm cool with it. Because you have more people, though. There's, like, the other mercenaries that he works with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which they like, just oh, kind of show like up. <laughs> these other mercenary characters. I'd yeah. love to see them in another movie. Yeah, exactly. So, the end also just ends on a stupid, like, cliffhanger, kind of. Which it really doesn't need to. It just does. And, um, and that was... This movie came out in 2020. So, the height of... Uh, of COVID, COVID pandemic 
Dude, that's probably why it was so successful. Probably, yeah, because everybody was just watching Netflix anyway. And then, I mean, what do you have to say about this? I mean, I I just kind of explained okay. everything that happens. That's and- it. Like, the movie's fine, I guess. Like, it's a fun action movie, but not really that fun. Um, you'd be better <laughs> off watching John Wick. I say yeah. skip <laughs> Extraction 1. Yeah, you don't really need to Extraction it. 2. Yeah. Extraction 2 tells you everything you need to know plus more and yeah. actually makes you care about the main character which wow mm-hmm. <laughs> who would have known that would be a good idea yeah exactly um last thing i'll say about extraction one the coloring was horrendous okay. i hated the coloring in that movie it just looked very uh digital camera e to me in general. yeah um the one shot i feel like a lot of the netflix sh- movies do they just look mm-hmm. very digital to me for some reason they're not trying to pretend to be filmed they're like we're gonna make it look as digital <laughs> as possible <laughs> right um no, some of the background. Uh, if you've ever, if you ever get the chance to watch the uh, behind the scenes of the one shot that they filmed, for the most part, it's pretty cool, like the way that they filmed yeah. it. Um, but that's that's what got my interest in it. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, "This sucks." So, um, <laughs> but anyway, on the second one's surprising. Okay, the second movie, second same movie. director, okay. same writers. Okay. So they must have read the reviews or something. Because they must have done something. Because they were like, let's make a good movie that's basically the same, but just good. Yeah, and it it has a lot more. Like, it's just a better plot in general. You, you the, the whole people should. You want to read the log line for the second one? Um, yeah, well, let me do a comparison real quick. So Extraction 1 got... So Extraction 1, oh wow, this is actually higher than I thought, um, got a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 71% on audience score. Extraction 2 okay. got 80, 86, but it got certified fresh. So definitely a big jump. Um, but when I first saw this, they must have done some more reviews because when I first saw it, it got like a 48%. Um, the second one? No, the, the first, first one. one. Yeah, the oh. first one had a really low review. So, okay, so Extraction yeah, 2. Fine. Is after barely surviving his grievous wounds from his mission in Dhaka, Bangladesh, Tyler Rake is back and his team is ready to take on their next mission, which I think this isn't necessarily a next mission as it is more for a different mission (laughs) or just like a a more personal. Yeah, it's more personal mission because you get way more makes it better. Exactly. So, anyway, um, go ahead. Explain this one, Carson. Also, a cool setting, though. I like that it has a different oh, setting. Oh, it's way better. Again. Yeah. And it's, Georgia. like, cooler feeling, and it doesn't feel so yeah. grimy with its I, color. I like <laughs> that both of these movies, though, have picked really interesting settings in general. Yeah. Um, the first one, I feel like it's wasted, but the second one, I feel like it, they live up to the hype a little bit. Yeah, But basically, sure. there's this... So, he's been recovering he's kind of messed up um and so you actually have a slower start to this movie which yeah is better uh i wouldn't say it's boring by any means it's not like oh when do i get to the action it's like oh okay i'm learning about this tyler character i care about him a little bit more you slowly learn more about his world and the you have um what's the name the brother and sisters do you remember their names um um the ones that help him the ones that help him, like the what's their names? The little kids. 
No, the ones that are like mercenaries too that he like works for kind of. Oh, it's Yaz and um Nick. Yeah, you have Yaz and Nick who are in the first film, but in this one they actually have personalities, which is yeah. nice. Um I actually like both of their characters. So he has like a team in this one. He's recruited by Idris Elba basically who's just for whatever reason there <laughs> to help his I guess you'd call her his ex sister in law. Yeah. But it's for his ex-wife. That, but for his ex-wife. So basically, yeah. she's in this prison because her husband's like a drug lord, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he's there for safety because <sighs> at the same time, his brother's a good drug lord. And there's this whole kind of like political intrigue going on. Um, yeah. They don't get super heavy into it, but he's abusive to her. And she wants out with her two kids. And so he's sent in to break into the prison and rescue them. That's like mm-hmm. kind of how it initially starts. And you, you, that happens, and then they're on the run, and that's the movie. But throughout this, because it's someone that he's related to or used to be related to, you kind of find out there's more discussion about how his son died and yeah. why that happened and why he left. There's more to the heart of it. And then even just that family dynamic of the, um, the sister-in-law and her two kids and the husband, there's an interesting dynamic going on there that's cool to see and watch. That yeah. makes the movie more entertaining at least yeah it's bearable um okay so likes and dislikes let's get into this one okay so my biggest like honestly is just the whole prison sequence is so sick yeah the prison sequence is cool it's just so cool like it helps that i liked the character more though that we had at least 20 minutes of nothingness really that Mm -hmm. made me like him um so when i see him fighting in this prison i'm like okay this is sick and then you get to this uh, and then you kind of know that family he's rescuing too. Like you care about them a little bit more than you did the boy. Yeah, the like movie. the little girl, she's cute, and then the boy, you can tell he's conflicted because he loves his father, yeah. who is the main uh, bad Crime villain. Boss or whatever. Yeah, and then but he also wants to protect his his mom and sister. Mm-hmm. It's a cool dynamic, and it works really well in the movie. So. Yeah. Once you get to that fight scene, you're like, oh, crap, how are they going to get out of this? And that's also where we get, like, a, honestly, like a 20-minute one take. <laughs> yeah, it's Through, long. Like, once they get out of the prison, there's this super long, like, prison riot fight scene Yeah, that is 100% ridiculous. I think this movie embraced the ridiculousness way mm-hmm. more than the first movie did, which is good. I think you should do that with an action movie. Yeah. Um, at least this kind. Don't pretend to be, like, something you're not. Um so yeah, they jump straight into this action and it's cool. There's shooting and stabbing and explosions and mm-hmm. it's pretty legit. And then yeah. they end up on a train and it's still the same one take, I think. Yeah, it is. You know, like the set pieces for this movie way better. at least in the first half are way better and really yeah. unique. Like a prison, a train, there's a car chase. Yeah. I would say the the last half, I don't like those set pieces as much except for maybe when they fight in the the gym. The uh, weight training area. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like the hanger. That's the hanger a cool set piece. Cool. Yeah, it's all at right. The in the church at the end is fine. Yeah, yeah, that the hanger in the church. I think that's fine. It's just not as cool as like the opening set pieces. Yeah. So, the first half definitely has more of the weight of like what's cool, but for sure. Story story wise, it just. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I would say story-wise, it works a lot better, and it was just a more enjoyable watch. Yeah, overall, sure. this movie, it just has a better... For me, visually, it's more appealing to the eye. 
and then um mm. you're right the snow yeah the snow or just the darkness like the of it i love movies like that so that was already like a pretty pull in quick the, the, i think also though the inciting incident which inciting incident is the moment that the something happens that projects the character into the actual story um to me the inciting incident was just cheap again it was just Idris Elba like yeah it's just like hey, here's, here's a, a mission, mission. <laughs> and he's like okay but he like still fully has They could have been like I wonder what my sister-in-law is up to like I feel like Yeah. She- <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was just it just throws you in there again. Um however there is a lot more character building as we said. Yeah, the set pieces are great. The um the score is actually not bad at all either. Like I I was I like the score for mm-hmm. both films actually. Um you know what was fr- funny for me is cuz I was watching this in my office but for me, there was three times this happened to where I'd be watching it, and then all of a sudden the sounds, like the audio was not matching what was on the screen. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, really? Because I would be hearing yeah, it. Did not remember when he burns his face in the prison? Yeah. So I was on the train sequence, but I was still hearing the audio from when he burns his face in the prison. I was what? like, wait a second, this isn't matching. And I stopped it and um, rewound it. Still wasn't happening. I was like, what the heck? So- <laughs> you know, but the weird. funny part was is I watched it for about five minutes without even actually noticing that it wasn't matched up. <laughs> I was like, because like, oh, it just doesn't matter. Crazy sound effects. <laughs> no. Um, overall, I think. Like, why didn't that gun make a sound at all? Right. Um, for me, yeah, the ridiculous kind of got annoying, especially with um, like rocket launchers, people having perfect aim every single time. They shoot an RPG. Bro, it's like Call of Duty. They never missed. Every time they shot a rocket launcher, they hit the helicopter they were aiming for. <laughs> the but car. is that not better than in Star Wars where they miss every time? Um, I would just find a happy medium. Um, <laughs> anyway, so there <laughs> was... Just, yeah. There was... Um, I think in some cases they were really scared to kill off characters because every single movie someone is close to dying but then oh. they never actually die and she's like come on just they actually did it in this one though. they did do it in this one which it was it was but very I, sad I think they killed the wrong character yes i think so too um but i think overall it was a way better movie it was more enjoyable i would still give this one about a seven and a half i just I would... don't want the third one to be a thing though yeah, i'm sure it will be I'm sure. There's you know they be said they want to do a crap. cinematic universe. Oh, brother. Um, you they know what, though? For this one, crap. Liam Hemsworth, or I mean, Chris Hemsworth looks so old in this one. When he's having the conversation. He did look older, huh? When he's having the conversation with, with the boy, boy on the, um, in the yeah, safe I house area, I was like, dude, he looks old. <laughs> it was like gross. I think it was the lighting or something. It was weird. I, I, don't, I think he was just crusty. But overall it was, it was a good movie day. it's way it's way more entertaining it definitely has a john wick vibe to it john wick and thor like co- combination because john wick's it, better well yeah obviously but has less of a plot still i will say it was pretty dang goofy that these thugs in georgia had a crap ton of helicopters to where they could oh, go yeah. across like country lines and stuff like are they yeah the army <laughs> exactly um, like i don't understand like i know they're supposed to be powerful I feel like they should have just stayed in the one country the whole movie. I think that would have been fine. But yeah, um, 
I think at the end, all too, these action movies are like globe trotting nowadays. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like, oh, we're in England. Oh, we're in Honduras. Oh, now we're back in the states. It's, it's like, whoa, James Bond, <laughs> Mission Impossible. They were like, we just every action movie needs to be that now. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so yeah, this movie was overall way more bearable. The ending was cheesy though too. He comes back to Idris Elba. Idris Elba's like, uh, "I told you not to get caught." He's like, "Yeah, well, I got the mission done." He's like, "Are you ready for your next mission?" He's like, "Only if I have my team." His team comes out, and then and they the, didn't need to end it there. And it was just like, <sighs> okay, so there's a. Third they could have thing. ended it literally like two minutes before that oh, yeah. scene, and that would be enough. Like, mm-hmm. we, we all would get that they wanted well, they the just third didn't, movie. Well, they wanted people to know that the third one is coming. But Idris Elba's They really like, wanted to spell it out. He's like, oh, the man I work for. He's like, well, who do you work for? And he's like, some crazy guy. He's a nasty bastard. Yeah, I know. We're like, okay. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Idris Elba was pretty crappy. He's like, one I mean, me. he was in this for two minutes, but still, it was, like, very Paycheck, random. I'm telling you, he's coming for the paycheck. <laughs> that is Extraction 1 and 2. Go check it out on Netflix if you want. If you don't, you're not missing much. But if you want to, like, gaw over Chris Hemsworth, go do it. It's fun. Um, but other There's than that, that's all movie. I have to say on we'll it. We'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, guys, make sure you get our your shirts. DM us. And next week Halloween we will come out. Marathon is starting. With, yeah, we'll, we'll, we have a last chit-chat. And then right after the last yep. chit-chat, guys, October 1st, we are hitting the ground running with our daily podcast of the 31 Days of Halloween Marathon. Yeah, Ooh. let's go. Anyway, guys. You're going to so, want to wear your shirt for yeah, every episode. every episode. And take a picture of you listening to the podcast with you in your shirt. Tag us. We'll post it on it. And we'll give you a little shout-out, guys. It'll be fun. We cannot wait to get started. And we will see you guys next week. See ya. That's a clean slate.